Foxtel. For every Super Rugby game every week, live and exclusive, call Foxtel 131 787. Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Referee. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. FX Pro Super Rugby, coming your way until August, the biggest season ever. It's Rugby Supercharged. Hello all and welcome to the show once more. Suddenly running rugby, suddenly people holding the ball in their hands, suddenly tries galore all over this great nation of ours. Uh, Matt Burke, Tim Horan, welcome to the show. Morning, Tony. Tony. Morning, Tim. How are you doing, mate? Berkey, very well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a good weekend of rugby, hasn't it? Some massive tries. It's great to see afternoon rugby back oh, and, uh, in yeah. Sydney at, uh, yeah. at the Sydney Football Stadium. How good was that? Yeah, that was an excellent game. And you're right, the beautiful blue sky, uh, those beautiful blue jerseys. Sorry, Tim, uh, running around. We will speak Be- to Ben Robinson beautiful next. Beautiful blue tie, though, from Timmy. Would you have a blue tie <laughs> again, yesterday, Tim? Again, I've got to find a maroon tie somewhere in the wardrobe <laughs> at Fox Sports. <laughs> somewhere. Timmy, I'm just going to run through some scores for you because you, you, you like me to do that. And when I get to a couple, uh, they're very, very interesting. Hurricanes 26 beat the Blues 25. The Rebels 30 over the Force 29. And Waratahs 34 beat the Sharks 30. As I said, we'll talk to Ben Robinson uh, next. The Crusaders in their first home game, um, uh, 28, beat the Cheetahs, 21. The Brumbies, 33. The Highlanders, 26. How, how good were the Brumbies yeah. against the Highlanders? Highlanders were undefeated, four from four. Brumbies now top of uh, our conference. Mm. That is, who would have expected that? Uh, especially when you look at the next scoreline. The Bulls, 61. The Reds, 8. If you've just woken up, you don't believe this. The Bulls, 61 in that, Pretoria. The Reds, 8. That wasn't the Queensland election score, though. No, that was 81-8. No, 81-8. No. Oh, uh, <laughs> so Labor got flogged 81-8 in the Queensland election. But it's a pretty similar scoreline. The Storm is 24, the Lions 19. It is, of course, that Queensland election, uh, Timmy. You were out and about on the hustings. Is that correct? Oh, I was yesterday. Uh, a great friend of ours and ex-coach, John Connolly. So he was the Reds coach uh, many years ago for about 10 or 12 years. And then he was the Wallaby coach through 2007 Rugby World Cup. So he was going for the seat of Nicklin, which is up around sort of the inland, the Sunshine Coast, mm-hmm. uh, against, you know, around Nambour and Bly Bly and Mumbai and all these lovely, lovely places. So we went around the different That's, polling booths. Isn't and, that in India, Mumbai? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and handed out all these how-to-vote cards, and oh, it was wonderful. But um, I think he's about the only bloke who actually didn't win his seat for, <laughs> for the LNP. I'm not sure whether that had anything to do with me being there in the morning for a couple of hours. But, uh, no, it was a good time to spend with John Conley, and, uh, and then I jumped on a plane and headed down to Canberra for the game last night for the Brumbies. And, of course, many people know that, that your father has been involved in state politics in Queensland for, what, 700 years? Oh, well, I think he's been about sort of 20... One years, ten months, and sixty-five days. So um, he's um, uh, he's bowed out. He's hung the boots up as of yesterday, and um, up in Toowoomba on the range. And uh, he's uh, he's been there a long time. So he certainly, I think, he had a few quiet ones last night to uh, to celebrate a wonderful victory for the LNP. Timmy, did you ever take advantage of the parliamentary privilege? Perhaps, like, did you ever take the car anywhere or anything yeah. like that? Uh, officially, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Unofficially. Yeah. Uh, unofficially, um, yeah, I think we drive it around the farm a few times and put some hay bales in the back in the back seat. <laughs> That's officially, no. This is the Rucker Sunday Rugby He's Show. He's a politician already, yeah, isn't he? Indeed. We're going to get into all those games, including speaking to the captain, fantastic from Waratahs, Ben Robinson, next. Foxtel, for every Super Rugby game every week, live and exclusive. Call Foxtel, 131 787. That would be Barnsley. 
Working class man, and this is the Rock Your Sunday Rugby Show. Tim Hoare and Matt Burke, Tony Squires with you. Thrilled now to be joined by the man who had the C next to his name yesterday uh, for the Waratahs and beautiful Sydney day, beautiful blue skies and a great result for the Tars, 34-30 over the Sharks. I'm talking about Ben Robinson. Benny, uh, good morning and welcome to the show. Cheers, guys. Congratulations. Uh, a great effort from the team. It could so easily have gone horribly wrong for you towards the back end of that game, but turned it around beautifully. Yeah, I think that was the thing. I, um, you know, Early on, they got some, some quick points on us and scored that try, but I think uh, you now the team definitely uh, you know, believed in uh, ourselves and I think really dug deep there. I think Dean Mum had a good rundown. Um, you know, the sideline, there's a lot of other individual efforts out there. That, How was that palm off that uh, he displayed on that run? It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it might have been a bit of a back play there, but um, <laughs> yeah, look, it was very good. As I said, you know, a few players really stood up. You know, Brendan McKibben there, you know, starting at nine for his first half of the season. He played a really strong game. David Dennis, I think, I think overall, one to 22, all players uh, had, had a big effort. Been a big week for you, though, as well, uh, coming off. The loss last weekend, a truth session, truth week. Was it a case of, I suppose, fronting those truths, or was it just a case of moving on, and looking forward to the, what was yesterday? Yeah, I think Matt, for us, it was um, you know really coming on Sunday and and working out what we needed to do during the week and finding out you know those key elements in our game that we need to have a look at, need to change, and you know bring them forward um, you know, to last or yesterday afternoon. Um, you know, but you know, I, I think the players really stood together this week. Um, and really got down to business, and it definitely showed yesterday. Well, Benny, you mentioned it before, um, Brendan McKibben also, Berwick Barnes at 10, probably gave you a lot more width and a bit more structure in the game. Was there a conscious decision before the game from you know your backs coach or attacking coach Alan Gaffney to actually any chance you have got is play with some width and, and create some space for each other? Um I'll give you a forwards answer here, guys. Um, <laughs> I, hope honest, I hope you're listening <laughs> in the backs meeting. <laughs> oh, yeah, my ears are definitely peeled in those backs meetings. But look, I think, um, you know, for us, it's whatever, you know, whatever the opportunity sort of, you know, pops up for us and we'll definitely take. Um, you know, we, we definitely know they're strong around that seam, around that 10, 12 mark. Um, and, you know, with Barnes' passing game, we knew we could... Uh, have a fair crack out <laughs> wide there, guys. That's the best I got for you there, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Benny, was it nice to be playing under beautiful sunshine at that stadium yesterday? Yeah, it was. It was amazing. Um, I think the best part about it was, you know, the fans out there were having a really good time and to see so many kids out there as well, um, you know, that was very enjoyable. I saw Phil War. He had his couple of boys out there in our Baxter as well, but, um, you know, it was great. You know, sun was shining and, I think the toughest part was that first 20 minutes. You know, they definitely came out firing, and you know we uh, we're, we're definitely you were in for a challenge. Benny, the, probably the most important question uh, so far is: you got the captain's armband. Did you win the toss? I did. I did. <laughs> one from one. Hang them yeah, up. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, actually, the thing is, Daniel. Um, you know, the last three weeks has uh, has been going out and doing some kicking on the field whilst the. Uh, the toss has been happening, so I've uh, I've been a, a proxy. You've taken um, over. Tosser, yeah, so I'm two from four at the moment, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anyone that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, mate, you did a, a genius job. Congratulations. Uh, must be a, a much more relieved camp today uh, because there's been a lot of pressure on you, hasn't there, over the past few weeks and seems to be always away with Waratahs, but uh, you've handled it very well. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, that pressure is very good for us. Um, you know, uh, we definitely demand a lot from ourselves as players, and I think definitely our fans do as well. Um, it definitely shows that, you know, through 
um, I suppose, consistent performances that we can pull out games like last uh, or yesterday afternoon. Um, you know, the change room after the game was was very surreal. Um, you know, everyone was very very happy, and uh, I think everyone was sort of relieved to uh, you know, to get back on that bandwagon again. All right, mate. Well, enjoy it uh, and back up again for next week. And thanks so much for joining us on the show. No worries, guys. There he goes, the captain of the Waratahs, the victorious Waratahs, Ben Robinson, on the ruck. Foxtel, for every Super Rugby game every week, live and exclusive, call Foxtel, 131 787. Just ran out of lyrics towards the end there and decided them barbed be dubbed. That was just jamming, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. I thought we got another thirty seconds yeah, to fill the, here. The, the bloke's what? going stretch it, stretch it. And a cowbell just happened to have one in the studio. Oh, Away we go. Uh, this is the ruck. I've got Matthew Burke. I have Tim Hoare and Tony Squires with you. If you don't know who Matthew Burke is, honestly, if you're in uh, Sydney or New South Wales, get a hold of the uh, Sun Herald. Uh, Tim, I don't know if you've seen this. There's a new look design in this newspaper now. Matty writes a column for it on rugby every weekend. Uh, the byline, which is just his name, literally is a third of the page. <laughs> it goes the entire width of the page. It's so big that the photograph of uh, uh, Matt, which is almost life-size, is sitting on the E at the end of Burke. <laughs> I ran out of a few words and they said, what can we do? We said, let's enlarge the name and we'll be able to you take a bit of space. 400 words <laughs> in the size of your name. It is the most... You're the only writer who has control over how large your byline is. <laughs> That's exactly, <laughs> exactly right, right. The whole idea of this show, though, of course, is for me and uh, our listeners to share a little bit of knowledge about these two great gentlemen who have played, of course, for the Wallabies so many times, Tim Horn and Matt Burke. It's always a great pleasure for me to learn more about them. And just to test each of you, last week I tested uh, you, Matty, about how well you knew Tim Horn. You've both played together for a long time uh, in that gold jersey. Tim, it's your turn. I have some very serious questions here oh, about geez, look Matt out. Burke that you okay. have to answer. Uh, I think what you need first is some thinking music. Oh, that will work. <laughs> That's, that's the national anthem. That's not Kazakhstan, is it? <laughs> no, not Kazakhstan. How bad was what that? What about that? Yes, for those who don't know, the poor Kazakhstan athlete who was getting her medal and the Borat version of the Kazakhstan <laughs> anthem came out. Someone's right. gone to Google and got the wrong anthem. <laughs> yes, that's not what this quiz is about. All right, here we go, fella. True or false? Maddie was awarded the Order of Australia after the 1999 World Cup. False. That's right. He was quick on that, wasn't yeah, he? Bang. He knows he didn't get that. He was awarded the Australian Sports Medal. I think you got one of those, Tim, didn't you, as well? Oh, uh, yeah, one of those sort of things. Yeah, underneath the house somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> the sports bag. That's the only Some one I've got, a... Tim. That's all right. No, that, no, no, that's, yes. Yeah. Some of us only dream of getting the Australian Sports Medal. Question number two. What was Matt's nickname during his Wallabies days? Ooh. He's got a couple, but uh, on air we could probably only say, well, there was there was oil. <laughs> It was uh, back of back of Burke. <laughs> yes, you got both of them. Back of and oil would have accepted Valvoline as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> Going well, buddy. Question number three: True or false? Maddie is the all-time highest scorer for Australia in international rugby. Ooh, that's a tough one. I don't think he is. I'm going to say no. No, he's correct. Have you? Have you yes, given false. These answers? No, I've given the answers to, to uh, Rod. You haven't given them to. So but hang on, Tony. I've got that right, but I get a. Dun, dun. No, you get a. No, you, I know. I, I've just. I've just pointed out that uh, that you deserve. There's a little ding, ding afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, is there? Okay. Yeah, That's tiny ding. Think. It's Michael Liner, of course, is the all-time highest scorer with 911. <clears throat> Maddie just scrambling behind at 878. You happy about that, fella? I was. A, I was a bit disappointed. I thought I would have got there. Mm-hmm. Um, Australia taking on uh, Namibia. I oh, know you mean the might of Namibia. In the might of Namibia. Yeah. Exactly right. And. Uh, <laughs> 
and I had a chance to score some points, and the only points I got out of 144 were five. So, <laughs> and I nearly butchered that try as well. <laughs> All right, here we go. Question number four. How many children does Matt have? At the moment, uh, in Australia, <laughs> four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well uh, uh, what are their names is question five. Have you got the names? Mm. Oh, gee. Oh, by the Harry, way, how's, how's, how's Lucy girls, going? Bergie, so, but but what, you, what, you, what people probably don't understand is four girls. Yes. And you are going to have a, another chance that... Um, bringing a young fella in at some stage you have to you have to go for another fella is this the answer to the question or have you just no, gone on somewhere completely no, I'll, need a, I'll need a semi-trailer then four girls is right their names are Harriet, Edie, Giselle Edie, yep Graham, Edie yep. and Zaza Graham, Edie Graham, Edie <laughs> and Zaza. Hey, how's, how's Lucy going mate it's a the birthday today isn't it Lucy my daughter her birthday today so um, she's uh, growing up Lucy at yeah. university and uh, uh, she's, uh, she's been wonderful for us Eddie. over many many years she's travelled all around the world with uh, rugby over the years yeah. isn't it nice Timmy that uh, you didn't know any of the names of his daughters and he knew your daughter and that it was her birthday. Her birthday. Uh, question number, <laughs> number six. What, what, what are Courtney and Alex going to give her for presents, <laughs> presents mate? <laughs> are you going well? I'm four There's for four. You are. Exactly you do it beautifully. Right. Final question. Where does Matt usually sleep on a Saturday night during the rugby season? Oh, gee. Early in the season when Six Nations are on in the car park yes, underneath Triple M in Sydney. Too <laughs> You know him well. Congratulations. Uh, you are the winner of the, <laughs> the How Well Do I Know My Colleague off. What, 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 do I get a, uh, a voucher at Bunnings or what do I do? <laughs> yes, you get uh, Guinness for the rest of your lifetime. <laughs> this is The Ruck. Foxtel. For every Super Rugby game every week, live and exclusive, call Foxtel 131 787. Mysterious Ways, that is you two, and this is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. Let's get you to uh, some of the results from the weekend and have a look at the Australian franchises. The uh, Bulls, 61, beat the Reds, 8. Uh, Labor got that, flogged in the a... Queensland election, 81-8. Uh, Massive reminding. scores. Actually, I had a text uh, from a mate of mine last night mm-hmm. who he said he'd text a mate um, the score of the Queensland election. I think it was about, at the time, 72-6. to six. And His mate rang back and said oh, he thought he was talking about the GWS game against the Swans. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, we talked about the Waratahs uh, and the Sharks. Spoke to Ben Robinson a little earlier. Of course, the others, uh, the Rebels, 30, beat the Force, 29. Uh, let's go, though, Timmy, uh, you're the massive Reds fan. What happened in beautiful Pretoria there? Well, Pretoria, just north of Johannesburg, about an hour up the road. Well, the Bulls, they were only up 16-3 at half-time against the Reds, and then they scored 45 points in the second 40 minutes. They really came out and put some phases together, and, and just the Reds hardly touched the ball. And I think John O'Lance, I'm not sure how bad his injury is. Apparently it could be a, a broken bone in his leg. So um, the Reds have been decimated by injury, but um, this will really test their depth and test... And also their, their coaching staff, like Neil McKenzie, has always found a way. But this is a, a massive loss. Uh, and most people would remember, I think about three, four years ago now, that the Reds were beaten by 90 points in Pretoria. Yep. And uh, in the last game of the year, I think it was bottoming Ben Tunes last match. So it's a massive loss for the Reds, but they'll rebuild. They'll come back now and play the Western Force in Perth. Uh, on Saturday night uh, this week. If it makes them feel any better, uh, we got beaten ninety six nineteen by the Crusaders. So there is there is hope that they can actually come back out of that. Ninety six nineteen. We nearly got a bonus point as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey Timmy, I'm just looking at the at the stats here, and as you said, tries conversions. Probably a positive out of the game was Morno Stain didn't. Uh, no drop goals have been scored. That's probably a, a first for him in a game. 
Well, they had they had so much of the ball in, uh, and they had so many tries they were running in. And but the the, the Reds looked like they were in the game at half time. But, um, but it's always the way know. out there, isn't it? Like you, you remember that the Test match in nineteen ninety seven? I think it was yeah. close at half time, and then for some reason you fall apart. You know, the, the the second half in games, whether it's the altitude that gets you at the same time, they play at a fast pace. They play. The South African teams, when they play you know, up at that high belt, they play very frantic. It's, it's a, it's a fast-paced game, hoping that you fall apart. And, and what, like that, they what did. What is like it yesterday. about this at-altitude thing? I mean, you hear it all the time, and that people go and, you know, and train at altitude to get ready for, for various sports. I mean, I've been to Johannesburg. I've been to South Africa, and I've, I've done all my... You know, I've drunk at altitude. It didn't seem any different. <laughs> Going out partying at altitude. No, I didn't have to, you know, any, any special arrangements. Didn't feel short of breath? Not or? at all. What, no. what actually is it? I mean, oh, you know, people say you can kick the ball further. Is that right? Is it all those sorts kick of things? Kick the ball further, yeah. absolutely. It, uh, it, it travels further. Uh, but does it really genuinely knock you around at all? It must do. Yeah, it, it does. Uh, I found it. Uh, I found it at the start of the game. I was I was short of breath. Others found it was at the back end of the games when you're sort of you know gasping for air at the same time. Um, well, the two options were Berkey, weren't they? The the options were to um, go to Durban for a couple, about ten days and then uh, fly up the day before the match or the morning of the match and just play the game at altitude, or you have to be to acclimatise at altitude. They they say you need about ten or twelve days. So, but I don't think it really affects too many teams. Uh, it's really the last ten minutes. I think what we've got to remember as well is when the test matches are played and they play up in Johannesburg, Pretoria, half of the South African team aren't acclimatised to the you know to the, no. the, 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 the height of, of being up in the altitude, so to speak. So why does it affect them and, and not as much the, the other team as well? I think sometimes it's a mental thing. I mean, we... Yeah. Uh, but the success of going over there is very limited by... Mm by other teams by as in the New Zealand and South Africa New Zealand and Australian teams playing in South Africa it's a tough ask when you play there that's no doubt about it alright the golf so ball goes further as well the golf, exactly <laughs> <laughs> the Bulls 61 uh, the Reds 8 so it is a tough uh, tough one for them to come back as I mentioned at the top of the show the notion that the Brumbies will be sitting on top of the the Australian ladder at this stage of the season um, probably a little bit of a surprise but they have knocked over the Highlanders who up to this point I think were, you know, were undefeated Did it, what do you make of uh, their efforts and again entertaining footy Oh, it was a wonderful performance from the Brumbies and, um, you know, not many um, pundits were giving them a chance. Um, the Highlanders had won four from four and a really good forward pack. They'd, they'd lost a couple of players. They had five changes within their team. I think they probably put, took the Brumbies a little bit lightly. Um, Joe Timoni came out in the first 10, 15 minutes, two yeah. tries straight away. So the Brumbies got a really good platform to build from. I tell you what, the performance of number seven, Michael Hooper, uh, 20-year-old, and he's been around for a couple of years now with the Brumbies squad. And he, he was fantastic. Man of the match performance by him. And I don't think it'll be too long that you'll see him backing up uh, for the Wallabies in a couple of years' time. I know there's some very good number sevens around. I mean, Liam Gill's only young as well with the Reds and, and obviously the one and only David Pocock. But Michael Hooper is certainly a player that um, will be one to watch in the next couple of years. Isn't it great to see just the young blokes standing up and delivering, though? You know, you're know, you up against a, a pretty big Highlanders pack uh, who out-muscled Waratahs a couple of weeks ago as well and you just know you've got to front up and, and great that Jake White has given say Ben Mullen the leadership down there everyone thought it was going to go to Stephen Moore perhaps it's just a case of concentrating your own game but you're right Timmy they, they fronted up and you know, they were physical and, and they got over the top of the Highlanders so it was, well, it was a great win at the end of the game Yeah you, you can see now the pattern of play and the style of game that Jake White is trying to implement within the Brumbies team. Whenever there's a turnover the Brumbies are throwing the ball wide and you've got props and hookers passing the ball with some width and it's just a great team to watch last night in Canberra Stadium and it was a very cold night but it was a dry night 
and they played some really good entertaining rugby. And they've got to play the Sharks now um, this weekend coming on Saturday night. So they have to be able to back up these matches. All right, as you mentioned, the uh, the Reds without a number of quality performers, one being uh, Digby Uoni. Uh, still ahead, I want to put to you two boys, why is Digby Uoni suspended five games, five games for what looks to me like a sensational tackle? Mm. That's ahead on the ruck. Foxtel, for every super rugby game every week, live and exclusive, call Foxtel 131 787. Boys and Town, this is the Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. Tim Hoare and Matt Burke, Tony Squires with you. Uh, look, I, uh, Timmy always t- talks to me about, you know, the kids they're going mm. off to play rugby, their parents. It's very important, I guess, not just about the game, but what parents make of a game of footy. Now, there's been some huge tackles and some, some suspensions in a couple of codes. Tony Williams, uh, for those of you in the rugby league world, now his tackle was a hideous-looking thing, mm. uh, a spear tackle. It was more than a spear tackle. He went around ra- ra- about three or four times. He spun him around uh, before he decided to <laughs> plant him headfirst. WWE. It was. It was absolutely phenomenal. Now, he was uh, suspended for seven weeks. Had he you know, gone and tried to defend himself, he may have got ten if mm. he hadn't gone off. Digby Uoni, the Queensland Reds. Now, to me, to my mind, uh, I know you're not allowed to lift in rugby, but this was a tackle where it was just a shoulder into the hip. He did lift, but he just kind of put him on his backside. A good, strong tackle. I don't think mums and dads out there are going to be going, oh, I don't want my kid to play football if they're going to play that rough. Mm. It looked like a decent tackle. Five weeks suspension. What do we make of it? Well, for mine, I, you know... You don't want to see lifting in the game. I know that the judiciary and the the siding commissioners are really looking at the lifting in the tackles. But, I mean, Digby, yes, he did have priors. So he had a couple of suspensions uh, a year or so ago, two years ago as well. So I would have given him one for the priors and maybe only just one for the tackle. I think it was a pretty good, solid tackle. It uh, it wasn't a spear tackle, but, I mean, those tackles are just... And because he's such a powerful player, Digby Uwani, and he's low to the ground... That's going to happen, so he's going to have to probably monitor his tackling style now. Oh, look, I don't want to cause trouble between you and uh, Matt, but as you were saying that, uh, Matt Burt wrote soft on a piece of paper with an exclamation point. <laughs> Timmy, I, I, don't think that, I don't think that warranted you know, going off the field. Well, I don't think it warranted five weeks. I thought it was just a great hit. I think sometimes when we look at the, the tackling these days, and, and like you said before, Tony, you don't want to, you know, there's no facing the ground, that kind of stuff. Yeah. If you hit a guy well and you drive through, the natural reaction is to keep going and to lift on the way through. Now, I think there's got to be responsibility. And we spoke about it, <clears throat> pardon me, with Dan Ganane the other day on, on the rush hour about you've got to give into the tackle. Most people look for the ground, so they twist themselves and contort themselves, and that's when it becomes a, what looks like a, a bad tackle and deemed a bad tackle. Oh, it was just a great hit. I'd go so far as to say that the, the Warburton tackle on Vincent Clare in, in, the, in the World Cup was just a great hit. Mm. And... Yeah, we're we're getting. Is it the referee getting want, overzealous? You, yeah, but all you want, Berkey, is consistency in the judicial process. That's all you're looking for. And if uh, it's five, because I'll be really interested to see the Crusaders game yesterday. Zach Guilford, uh, the winger for the Crusaders, did a similar tackle, picked him up, uh, the player up, and then just dropped him. Realised he had him in sort of a vertical sort of state, and then yep. thought, oh, I've got to pull out of this. So he got white carded, which means that's referred to the the judicial Upstairs, um, hearing. Yeah. And it'll be really interesting to see what happens. It was virtually a mirror image of Digby Iwani's tackle. And Digby Iwani, so he'll miss four games, so five weeks because there's a bye included in there as well. Yeah. But see, aren't we missing the point? Aren't we missing the point that it's been made so beautifully week after week by our favourite referee? It's a man's game, so we let it stand. 
it's a man's game, Tim. Uh, obviously, there are some women playing as well. Uh, but it is, by and large, a man's game. Do, uh, am I talking to two men who, in your day, were you considered tough nuts, Matt? Massive. When, mm-hmm. Massive tough really? nut. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, okay... It was all about it was all about the hair in the day, but I was a tough I was a tough man. Even though it stayed, didn't move for for eighty minutes. Very similar to T Horan's helmet at the same time. But yeah, uh, yeah there was all what about the... what, what about Tony? Like during the week, you you, you might have seen in the NFL mm. where I think one of the coaches there has been suspended for. You know, offering. Well, this um, is the the New Orleans payments. the New Orleans yeah. Saints. Yeah, they have. In fact, they were, I think it was a thousand dollars that the players were offered if they were to uh, knock somebody out. Yeah, uh, carting off. Uh, offered uh, offered offered a thousand dollars for when someone's on a ten million dollar contract. Probably wouldn't it, you know inspire them that much, would it? No, probably not. <laughs> but of course, they've been caught out with this, and they've been huge suspensions mm. uh, in that. Uh, I, I guess it is one of those things that. Players are spotted from the other team. Would you coaches have gone? We need to get rid of this bloke. Oh, they, oh in the early yeah, targeted, yeah, for yeah, sure. you do, Berkey. I mean, in the in the uh, in my under eight days, I uh, <laughs> my, the coach came up to me, and he there was a, a very large player in the opposite team. He said, "Tim, listen, listen," and this is showing my age. He said, "Listen." I've got a 10-cent bag of mixed lollies here, if you can take him out. <laughs> if you can take him out. You disperse with a, him? There was about 40 lollies in that packet, too. Oh, yeah, of course, 10-cent. <laughs> Cheap value for money. Well, do you remember, do you remember uh, Timmy, 95 World Cup, when Jonah Loma was you know, running over everyone? Remember some South African businessman came out and said, I'll offer you 2,000 rand... Uh, per tackle, not to, not so much to take him out, but which was to, about ten Australian dollars at the time, which was ten dollars <laughs> at the time to take him out. So people do, I suppose, have incentives to uh, to sort things out. But in terms of going out and maiming, that's that's not great. Yeah, I'm just trying to work out that ten cent mixed lollies. Would, there would have been those teeth. I like those teeth. Was oh, those teeth. Milk, there was milk sticks, bottles, the milk bottles, sticks, redskins. Would yeah. there have been a bullet in there as well? A bullet. <laughs> a bullet. Oh. And a pineapple. Oh, but there was about 40 lollies and 10, 10 cents worth back then. <laughs> yes. Did you do a deal before that to the big bloke? Mate, listen, go down, I'll halve it with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know him too well. Dad, Dad, wanted, to buy, Dad wanted to buy me shorts without pockets. I said, no, Dad, I've got nowhere to put my lollies at half time. <laughs> <laughs> this is the ruckus Sunday rugby show. You guys are getting upset. Two X wallabies And one... Wally, Tim Horan, Matthew Burke and Tony Squires, Sunday Rugby Show. This is The Ruck. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Who has put that promotion together? Did you? Is that your work, we, Matty We Burke? may have conspired, you, yes. you and Timmy Horan have been sitting around the whiteboard when I haven't been here. This will be funny. This will be good. One Wally. <laughs> Timmy, are you there? Are you still there, Tim? Uh, no, I'm not there. No. I can't hear you. Absolutely. You said that a lot of these guys. Was it me? Mm-hmm. All right, then. For, for that, uh, Matt Burke, I look to you and I say to the listener, when we come back, Matt Burke has a plan to revolutionise the World Cup. Find out what it is next. Foxtel. For every Super Rugby game every week, live and exclusive, call Foxtel 131 All in, that is Lifehouse. This is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. Tim Horan, Matt Burke, Tony Squires with you. Uh, just a few minutes to share with you on this Sunday, full of rugby, not just rugby from uh, around our area or even the Super 15s. We look everywhere around the world for information and rugby just to throw at you on this Sunday morning. For example, as we speak, there's a game in progress, and that progress score in Mexico City... 
is Mexico 29 and Jamaica 7. Uh, which <laughs> What a terrific game of football that would be. Oh, They're not far from finishing either. It's actually a qualifying game for the 2015 Rugby World Cup. So it's already Serious? started. It only just finished 2011. And, and Mexico are ranked 71 in the world. And there's going to be 80 teams vying for only eight but, qualifying spots. So I reckon we follow Mexico all the way. Mexico. Now, everybody wants to play them because the party afterwards is excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that party, Mexico and Jamaica. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 A couple of other games that are happening at the moment mm-hmm. uh, on, on the card. Jamaica taking on the Cayman Islands. Mm-hmm. Um, St. Vincent's and the Grenadines against Barbados. That's a, uh, that'd be a spiteful game. Oh, yeah. pass me um, the ball, man. Under <laughs> <laughs> left-hand side. Sri Lanka, Chinese Taipei, Singapore, Philippines. As you can see, it's all the, the smaller nations, so it's uh, fantastic. <laughs> that is brilliant. All right. Now, I want to get to you, Timmy, and ask you about uh, England and talking to World Cup and their coaching position. Just before I do that, I did say on the other side of the song that, Matt Burke, you were going to – you have a, a revolutionary, revolutionary new system for the World Cup is what I'm understanding. Is this correct? Uh, it wasn't that good. <laughs> I just had this thought a minute ago when we spoke about these teams. Oh, okay. Perhaps, you, perhaps they should split it up into 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 two lots of ten. So you get your top team, top lot of ten play each other mm-hmm. in a smaller tournament. Because I think, Timmy, you were over there. You were over there for six weeks, I think, last time or seven weeks, and and it, it does get a bit long in the tooth. Perhaps maybe it could shorten up to have you know the the Mexico, Jamaica, Barbados, Sri Lanka, Singapore teams playing uh, in a tier two type tournament and then having the tier one tournament at the same time so you're getting so 40 and 40 rather than 80 all up yeah 80 in the uh, <laughs> <do> you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing Burke. you've got nothing 40 40 yeah, it's a 20 agree, game what, isn't it yeah, well, what, what, was, what was happening in, in rugby world cup in New Zealand was that um, the, the teams like Samoa were playing on a Saturday then they had to back up again and play on a Tuesday then a Saturday again yeah. so Probably, probably a fair call. So, but it'd be interesting because, um, as you mentioned, Tony in England, yep. um, Stuart Lancaster is the current coach of the English rugby union team. Uh, um, he's sort of a stand-in coach at the moment. But um, Nick Mallett is a chance to actually get the uh, the new opportunity. So, um, but I did see during the week that they're offering them one million pounds for the new co- new English coach for I think two or three years. So, wow. um, it's, it's big dollars. So maybe Berkey, you and I can. Get our star jumps and our little it's more than ten cents cone, cones lollies, out. Yeah, <laughs> the crack. Jimmy, it's come a long way. There's a lot of pressure over there when you're when you're coach of the England team. That's win, lose or draw. There's scrutiny all the way through. Timmy, I, look, and I know you're obviously uh, you've got the blue tie, the suit, and you're in the commentary business and certainly in the media. Have you thought about that, or have you you know would you like to take on uh, that coaching sort of coaching role? Um, I did think about when I finished playing. I think a lot of players do, but it's a seven-day-a-week job these days, and you, you have to be a career coach. And the hardest thing is, in Australia, is there's really probably um, only... Well, there's five super rugby teams and the Wallabies. So if you don't coach those teams, then you have to start travelling overseas. If you want to be a career and a professional coach, you then have to start travelling overseas. So someone like a Richard Graham, who coaches the, the Western Force, spent about six years over in the UK coaching Bath and also Saracens, then came back, was assistant coach uh, of the Wallabies, now he's head coach of the Western Force. So his next step is either yeah. somewhere around the Wallabies or back to Queensland or then back overseas. So it's a long process. Yeah, it is a long process. Sadly, this process, uh, i.e. the ruck, is just about finished uh, for, for another week. We'll come back, though, and wrap it all up for you your Sunday Rugby Show. Foxtel. For every Super Rugby game every week, live and exclusive, call Foxtel 131 787. And this is the ruck for Foxtel, the only place to see Super Rugby in Australia here. Fantastic. And also... Um, Tony, the Hong Kong Sevens is on this weekend. 
Uh, and I know the Australian women's team have got a sevens team there as well. They actually lost to England in the final 15 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the Australian team is over there as well. So the, the quarterfinals are on today, Sunday in Hong Kong. They actually lost to Fiji 22 5 yesterday in their pool games, but so they finished second in their pool. So good luck to the boys over there with Michael O'Connor, the coach. Indeed. And as we say in the ruck, we basically go everywhere around the world to bring you the latest information on whoever is playing this great game. And we mentioned that. Uh, in Mejor City, the Mejor uh, are playing Omega. It's 29-7. We have <laughs> It's the silent J. It's like Yagi. <laughs> yeah, it is indeed. <laughs> We've actually managed, this is a bit of a coup for the Ruck, uh, that we managed to get into the mm. dressing room of the Jamaican team at halftime in Mexico City just to hear what the coach was advising. This is the game plan. It's going to work. <laughs> and that's just, uh, just it's the left-hand side attack all the way. Left-hand side. This is the ruck. We're going to follow Mexico all the way through. We will indeed. Enjoy your rugby. Get out and watch a game of footy, and we'll catch up with you next week. See ya.